As the world heads into uncharted territory, business leaders are seeking perspective. The What Now, What Next podcast series features KPMG advisors addressing the issues that are of most concern now and in the near future. Today, I'd like to introduce Deepan Karamzi and Lynn Prokopetz, who will talk with us about how CPOs are navigating COVID-19. Deepan and Lynn, as we begin, would you introduce yourselves to our listeners? Absolutely. Hello, my name is Deepan Karamzi. I lead our procurement practice for KPMG out of Columbus, Ohio. But day-to-day, I'm really focused on helping our clients to navigate this almost unbelievable time and set the strategies to allow them to move into the new normal. Hi, everyone. I'm Len Prokopetz. I'm part of the procurement practice and have been helping clients with major procurement and supply chain transformations for the last 25 years or so. And as everybody else, I'm working now from my home office attempting to make the best of the current crisis. Thank you both for joining us today. I appreciate you making the time to share with our listeners. This is the third supply chain piece we've created in our COVID-19 series. And it's not surprising that these pieces have garnered the attention they have because of all of the sudden, nearly every American is incredibly interested in supply chains. So COVID-19 has disrupted things in profound ways. And today we're going to talk about how procurement leaders can help their organizations not only navigate the economic impacts, but at the same time, position them for new opportunities as economies begin to rebound. As we begin, I'd like to know what you're seeing in the market today. And as you share your perspectives, if you've got any real life examples to share, our listeners really enjoy those. Deepan, perhaps we can start with you this morning. You know, as you can imagine, a lot of the conversations that we're having now come with the backdrop of COVID-19. And many companies are trying to get a handle on what they need to do now, as well as how they move forward. And really, no company or person in the world has not been impacted in some way. And we're seeing in procurement is that the impact is really coming from two things, a massive demand shock and a massive supply shock. Could you unpack what you mean when you say demand shock? Let me throw out a couple of statistics that we're seeing. First and foremost, people's lives, both consumers and workers, have been turned completely upside down. If you think about retail sales across multiple sectors, they're down 6.2% year over year. Consumer sentiment has plummeted 18 points since March. Unemployment's at 13% and continuing to rise. And companies are reconsidering spending plans. There's a lot of different things happening from a demand perspective. And mostly, the recovery picture is still not unclear. Is it going to be an L-shape? Is it going to be U-shape? Is it going to be something that's even more prolonged? And so massive demand shock that's really affecting the way that companies are working. Tell me what you mean by supply shock on the other side. Yeah, you know, some statistics from the supply side. You know, GDP is down 7.5% from quarter one. PMI is down 4.8% from quarter one, already in par with the Great Recession. Services and material supply chains both are being disrupted. A number of suppliers are in great jeopardy. We're starting to see companies that are adjusting projections. You know, ISM just did a study saying that one in six companies have already revised their FY20 revenue down by an average of 5.6%. So tremendous amount of pressure from the supply side as well. And both of those coming together really creates for a massive challenge for the clients that we're working with today. So Lynn, what does that mean for procurement? Good question. So as Deepin described, this challenge is broad-based for organizations as a whole. And of course, it's a very significant challenge for procurement, but it's also potentially an opportunity as procurement seeks to respond. It's interesting, as you look back not too long ago at the beginning of 2020, just before the crisis unfolded, procurement in a lot of our clients and in most organizations had settled into a little bit of a routine. So in many cases, that's fairly 
tactical role, supporting operational procurement and purchasing, ideally doing that efficiently, maybe for less than 1% of spend costs. Also in many organizations, procurement has been expected to deliver year-on-year savings. That's typically somewhere in the 3 to 5% range. Procurement also has been coordinating what is typically a large, sometimes fragmented supply base, typically two to 4,000 suppliers for each billion of spend. And uh, procurement, of course, works to influence as much of that spend as possible, often in the range of 60 to 85% of spend. That's really the old normal. The question for procurement is really, what should the new focus be? What should the new priorities be moving forward? And procurement is going to have to pivot very, very quickly to respond effectively to the crisis. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it, Lance. What's the old normal? and What are current organizations really striving for before this entire thing happened? And as we've been talking about this, Len, you're really seeing this impact framed across three different time horizons. First, there's the immediate crisis that's play out over what we believe first 100 days up until around the end of May, and we're really calling that resilience. Then, We believe there's next nine months through the end of the year, which we're calling recovery phase. And then finally, there's a long-term environment, which is going to be even 12 months out from that, which we're calling the new reality. So as organizations are getting a handle on what's going on today, they're starting to think in these phases to get them back to the new reality. So let's camp out on that first stage for a moment. Can you explain that a little bit for our listeners? What Deepin described as resilience, the first 100 days or maybe even six months, That is really all about workforce safety, business continuity, crisis response, so really helping the business safeguard employees, customers, revenue, and suppliers. What we're seeing in this stage is really a handful of immediate priorities. So we have a client that set up a COVID-19 war room, and that's really acting to orchestrate the immediate response across all fronts of the crisis as it relates to the supply and assurance of customer orders and the support of the supply base. We're also seeing a number of our clients drive rapid repricing of supply agreements, so that means requesting discounts on current business. We're seeing a range of 10 to 30% type discount requests, and that's something we've really not seen a lot of since the 2009 recession. Some organizations, as you can imagine, are taking a shotgun approach to this, while others are doing this much more surgically, which is obviously what we would recommend. Also, in most organizations, there's a cash conservation drive, and we're seeing procurement as a key player in that, so tightly managing cash outflows while also helping key suppliers stay afloat. And finally, we see organizations begin to review their supply agreements, and very often this is done on a very urgent basis to understand the contractual terms and commitments, for example, looking at the applicability of force majeure provisions. That's quite difficult to do across thousands of agreements, so we're working with several clients to apply machine learning technology to that to look at the whole contract portfolio. Those are just a few examples. Thank you, Lynn. Deepan, would you talk to us about recovery, the second stage? For the rest of 2020, what we call the recovery stage, we believe we'll see a lot more of scenario planning, contingency planning, supply risk and continuity, even helping with revenue assurance, cost containment, contract and compliance review, building on what Glenn was talking about, making sure you're actually getting compliance in terms of pricing to the contracts that you've got in place, and even fraud detection and management to make sure that you're getting what you're contracted for. 
And as companies are mobilizing on some of these things, they're really looking at a couple things. One, rapid cost reduction. Cost reduction of key categories across both indirect and direct spending, making sure they've got their demand optimized as well and seeing as how they can help the organization reduce the costs of doing business. Supplier risk management, very hot topic. Through monitoring supplier risks, launching rapid proactive responses, doing some strategic sourcing to help establish and quantify any alternate sources of supply, managing your suppliers and giving them better communication and collaboration to show them exactly what your plan is going to be as you start to come out of this. And then lastly, contract compliance management, managing the compliance of invoices to what you've contracted with your supplier, managing the compliance to the terms, managing program change orders, trying to work through these so that you can ensure that what you've contracted for is exactly what you're getting and the prices that that are being charged on the invoices that are coming in are in accordance with the contract. So A lot of our clients are talking about machine learning technology to help them manage the marrying up contracted pricing to invoiced pricing and doing this across that full contract portfolio. So really looking at contract performance management as a way to move forward as well. And what about that final stage of new reality, Lynn? The new reality stage we're seeing is really being 12 months out or more, but at the same time, we're seeing organizations begin to mobilize and set the stage, not just wait for the dust to settle. If we look at what some of our clients are considering at this stage, it's number one, what should the new cost structure and operating levels be? So there's going to be a a pretty significant focus on right-sizing operations to reflect the new reality of the business. And we're seeing organizations already start to think about the service delivery model and really reevaluating that. So we've learned that a lot of work can be done remotely from improvised home offices. And certainly some of the constraints and resistance to shared services and other delivery models are things that can be revisited going forward. We also see a focus on diversifying the supply base and really creating more resilient supply chains so that as inevitably the next challenge or crisis comes around, that businesses have applied some learnings to not be in the same boat again. In terms of just emerging priorities, we see G&A cost optimization, so right-sizing the cost structure to align with the new reality of the business volume, the business mix, obviously reflecting the emerging financial objectives, and that means attacking all aspects of internal costs and supply costs. We see priorities around target operating model redesign. So within the procurement function, reevaluating and transforming all aspects of the operating model, everything from processes to service delivery models, what work gets done, where, by whom, technology, organization design, data, governance, et cetera. We're seeing organizations really look at technology refresh. So what automation opportunities do they have? Everything from cloud applications to robotic process automation, cognitive technologies, et cetera. This crisis has really highlighted the advantage of having strong technology capabilities, and this is something that is pretty high on the priority list for a lot of organizations going forward. And also, we're seeing organizations already begin to think about their category strategies and begin to revise those and initiate strategic sourcing programs for the new environment. And this is going to be absolutely necessary. And there's really a couple of reasons. Diversify suppliers or establish alternate sources, as Deepin described earlier, but also support what is likely to be a drive for regional supply or what is sometimes being called supply chain repatriation, and, of course, to realize some of the cost reductions that are inevitably coming. And we also would recommend to our clients that are not yet doing this to use this really as an opportunity to reevaluate the supply base. So this is 
a good time to think about supplier fragmentation and what could be done to reduce that and to shift business to preferred suppliers and develop alternate sources. The reality is that not all suppliers will survive this crisis, unfortunately, and the organization is going to have to be very proactive in choosing the suppliers of the future and helping them survive and thrive and be the right partners going forward. Thank you both. That is incredibly helpful. One of the things we like to do when we sit down with our advisors is ask what they're seeing unfold on the ground. Can you share how procurement organizations are responding during this time? As you looked across those three phases and some of the things that we're seeing organizations do in terms of focus areas, cost reduction is a big component of it. Fortunately, procurement stands in the right spot with the right skills to be able to execute on cost reductions and optimizing that function for the organization, helping them out in a number of different ways. What we're really seeing is organizations starting to follow that resilience, recovery, and new reality framework. Seeing CPOs and the organizations are responsive, but also being proactive, tackling the challenges and getting out in front of those opportunities across those three time windows. The real key is to help the organization survive and to emerge even stronger at the end of the day and for procurement to add value as a business partner. So procurement stepping up and really leaning in at a time like this to be able to pave the way for an organization and really show how they can help across those three phases and deliver an end result that's even greater than what it was before is the perfect opportunity for procurement to step up. As organizations step up and lean in, what is the outcome of all of the work that procurement is doing? The main outcome should really be to help the organization broadly survive and eventually come out stronger from the crisis. And there's a secondary outcome for procurement specifically, which is potentially to elevate the role of procurement in the organization as a result of the response. And really, this translates into safeguarding the business in the near term, managing costs, and that's both immediate near term and longer term, and being a good partner and a collaborative function for the business. And we're seeing, interestingly, organizations that came into this crisis prepared doing a really good job navigating some of the early challenges. So we have multiple procurement clients who are just moving forward very well with their strategic sourcing initiatives, with supplier risk programs, and even with large automation projects. We expect that organizations that came into this crisis without those advantages and without that momentum can really use this crisis as a mandate to accelerate some of those priorities. As we come to the end of our time together today, one of my favorite questions we ask on this series of COVID podcasts is whether you have tips for our listeners. We've heard a bit about your assessment of the present situation, and now we like to turn our attention to the future. So in light of our discussion, how can organizations and their stakeholders create cultures of readiness and resilience for the future? You know, I believe it's time to demonstrate the value that procurement can add and even more tactically take advantage of the new mandate for cost control and reduction, knowing that many of the commodity prices may be at historic lows so they can really start leaning in. Procurement should be preparing for its own surge. There hasn't been a better time for the procurement function to come together and showcase the value that it can bring to the organization than there is now. And it's a great opportunity for procurement to pave the way and start leading in terms of what they can do for the organization, how we can get through back to the new reality. I would like to add a few things. The obvious is to think of your teams and their families and to help your key suppliers really navigate this crisis. Also, procurement really should use this opportunity to demonstrate its value. And procurement always is looking for a better seat at the table with the business. This is really the opportunity to help earn that seat. So help the organization navigate the risks. There's really an opportunity to rethink the supply base as part of this 
really take a lead in coordinating some of the cost reduction activities rather than wait to be told what the targets are and what exactly to go do and also begin framing some of the longer term transformation for procurement to really develop the new model going forward for companies on what are sometimes aging, very clunky systems and image processes, there's really a clear imperative at this stage, given what we're seeing in this crisis. Deepin and Lynn, thank you for being here today and sharing your time and insight into how procurement leaders can manage the impact of COVID-19 during the season. You've provided incredible specifics on how to create resilience that can lead into a time of recovery and ultimately position organizations for a new reality. And to our listeners, thank you so much for joining us. We'll look forward to bringing you other insights from our KPMG advisors in the next edition of What Now, What Next. In the meantime, you can check out the other podcasts in our series at visit.kpmg.us slash COVID-19.